Well, good to see everybody. Good evening, everyone. It's so good. It's so good to be here with you. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. It is, it is. And I love, I love Christmas Eve. I love the anticipation. I love the expectation, the, the sense that normal routines have, have been paused. And for many of us, work is stopped and school is out and the party's about to get started. I love Christmas Eve, the service, especially mince pies, family and friends gathered, mince pies, visitors made welcome, mince pies, children beside themselves with excitement, the carols, the nativity, the readings, mince pies. But most of all, most of all, I'm just buzzing tonight because I believe that there is good news of great joy for all people. A massive thanks to Pam and to Lynn for setting the scene. I'm going to pick up the story now in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Come with me. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. I can only imagine. I can only imagine that scene. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will see a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Now, did you catch the line? The angel said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Good news. This was good news to those who heard it, and it's good news to us today. It was confirmation that God had made good on an ancient promise that he would send a savior to his people, that they could be saved not just from their circumstances and not just from the oppression of others, but truly saved from themselves, something that none of us can manage, no matter how hard we try. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. But the truth is, we don't really need the Bible to tell us this, we know it, we feel it. Here at the beginning of Luke's gospel, along with the shepherds, we hear of the joyful good news about the birth of a baby. But the good news is not just the birth of this baby. This baby grew up. 
the gift of Christmas only just started to be unwrapped on this day. The true gift of Christmas was only fully revealed years later at Easter. And by the time we get to the end of Luke's gospel, we discover that the good news also includes a life and a death and a resurrection. It is the gospel, the good news. That's what gospel is, good news. It's the good news of the cross and the empty tomb and the resurrection and the new life and the fresh start for those who put their trust in Jesus. It is the hope of salvation that brings great joy for all people. So the first to hear this good news were the shepherds. Why the shepherds? Why them? And the shepherds, the shepherds were the outcasts of society, the last people that you would expect to receive an invitation to the birthday of the king of kings. But God doesn't make mistakes. Their presence at the manger shows that salvation is for everyone. And this is also good news. No one, no one is missed out. Shepherds did not enjoy a, a good reputation in their day. This is to do with customs, really, but because they lived out in the fields, they were unable to keep the, the ceremonial laws, uh, so they were treated as unclean. And their testimony was even inadmissible in a court of law. With the exception of lepers, they were the lowest class of men in all of Israel. Yet these were the men that God wanted to hear the gospel first. The good news. And like everything about the birth of Jesus, the humble surroundings, the, the rejection at the inn, this also upsets our expectations. We tend to think that God is for good people, the sorted people, the people who have it all figured out, who have it all buttoned down, who have it all neatly lined up. But in fact, he's for the needy, the lowly, the broken, and the sinners who are desperate for grace. How glad am I for that? The shepherds show us that the good news of great joy is for all people. Can I hear an all people? for all people. That's you. That's me. That's everyone. The good news of great joy is for all people. The shepherds were outsiders, but they can also show us something of the, the God story that's awaiting for all of us. The outsiders can very soon be on the inside track. They were transformed. The story continues on from the angel's invite. I'll just read this again. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. You see, the shepherds met with Jesus and then it all changed for them. They were commissioned. They were on a mission. They they. they they couldn't keep the good news to themselves. They were the chosen ones used by God to spread the word. The ones who couldn't even testify in court were now testifying boldly to the good news of God's salvation for everyone. 
Isn't it amazing how God just flips things around? Isn't it amazing how God can flip us around? And they were listened to. All who heard them were amazed, it says. So, listen, don't write yourself off if God is the one that writes you back on. Okay. The outsiders became the insiders in the gospel of grace. The good news is that Jesus came for all. It doesn't matter where we come from. It's who he came from that counts. God's plan is to return us to him. As we sing the carol every year, God and sinners reconciled. And it's what Paul refers to in Ephesians 1 when he writes this. I'll just read this little bit of scripture from Ephesians 1. It's in the message version. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, this is God, long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind and had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we are a free people, free of the penalties and punishments chalked up by our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, abundantly free. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. It's Ephesians 1, the message. After meeting Jesus, the shepherds had a different identity. They had a new destiny. And for me, that's probably the most exciting part of the shepherd's story. It's a, it's a taste of all the amazing things to come for us after we meet Jesus. In Ephesians 2, Paul continues, you belong here. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here and what he is building. This is good news of great joy for all people. Now, whether you think of yourself as an insider or an outsider, in the room just now, or online, or, or visiting this evening. The gift of new life in Jesus is from God, our Father, and it's for you this Christmas. Jesus did not remain a baby. He walked among us, and led, and taught, and, and healed, and died on a cross, and took the punishment for our sins, but he rose again, and he made a way for us to be raised into new life, and reconciled with our Father in heaven. The power of sin and death defeated forever. Good news of great joy for all people. Amen. Amen. Now, that's almost too much to take in, but it's true, but it's true. So I'm going to finish in a moment, and I'm not going to finish with what I've got to say about Jesus, or what Paul's got to say about Jesus, or the angels, or the shepherds, what they had to say. In John's gospel, Jesus himself says this, I am the good shepherd. 
I know my own sheep, and my own sheep know me in the same way the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I put the sheep before myself, sacrificing myself if necessary. You need to know that I have other sheep in addition to those in this pen, and I need to gather them too, all people. They'll also recognize my voice. Then it'll be one flock with one shepherd. John 10, starting at 11. See, sacrificing himself, he says there, sacrificing himself. And his sacrifice is for all people, for all time. All time. He was born for us. He showed us the way. He died in our place. He rose on the third day. Forgiveness, new life, eternal life is in him. The good shepherd is the good news of great joy to all people. I have great joy tonight because I'm reminded of what the shepherds glimpsed, of who that baby was, of what King David understood so many years before when he, he said, he told us that the Lord is my shepherd. In him, I will always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me and he brings me peace. He restores and revives my life. He leads me along the right path. His goodness and mercy will follow me my whole life. And when it's done, I'll be at home in his glorious presence forever. Forever. So, if you're listening just now and you don't know the good shepherd, the one who loves you so much that he laid down his life for you, but you know that you know that you know that you need to know him, then I'm going to say a short prayer just now. Follow this prayer with me. And if that's you, if that's your decision, agree in your heart and ask Jesus, the good shepherd, to take center place in your life going to ask everyone to close their eyes and bow their heads. I'm going to pray, and if that's you, you pray along in your heart with me. I'm just going to pray. Jesus, I see you for who you are tonight. I recognize you, and I recognize my need of you. You are the good shepherd. You are the king of kings, and I want you to be lord of my life. Forgive me for all the times I've done wrong. I am truly sorry. Give me a new heart and a new start today. I choose to follow and honor and obey you with my whole life today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, with every eye still closed, every eye still closed, please. If you prayed that prayer for the first time to make Jesus the center of your life, or you're coming back to Jesus tonight, then please raise your hand as an acknowledgement of this important moment. With every eye closed, just raise your hand if that's you. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Jesus loves you. There's a whole new life on the other side of that decision. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the good news of great joy for all people. God bless you and Merry Christmas.